What's up, Ariel? Welcome to episode 75, KT Confidential. Uh, episodes four of uh, quarantine, self-isolation. Is that right? Four? I've lost count. I don't even know what day it is, to be honest. I think it's Thursday, but... Yeah, it's hard to it, keep track. You know, it, it, it's kind of hard to believe it's middle of April. Like, I know. It's it's unbelievable. And I think um, like next year, there's going to be moments where we look back at 2020 and we realize that there was two, three, four months of nothing, you know, essentially, you know, staying indoors, um, many people not working, just time. It's, it's, uh, it's hard to kind of get your head wrapped around. I think when we look back, it'll be like, wow, I can't believe we were indoors for that long, or I can't believe we were self-isolating or, you know, whatever, uh, not working for that long. Um, it's hard to believe that it's already middle of April. I, I'm starting to get antsy. I don't know about you today. So today, episode 75, uh, for those of you listening, welcome to the KT Confidential podcast. Um, you can is it watch. using Is it using your AirPods for the mic and the audio? Do you know for, for a fact? They're not Do you AirPods. Do you go to preferences? Well, no, no, I know, but your microphone, is it using that? Yeah, why? It just, it's a bit echoey. I'm just curious, that's all. Uh, oh, no, it's not. It's using the Mac. Hang on. Okay, we'll start. Yeah, I gotta start. Oh, that's, is that no, no, that's all right. Oh, it's way better. Yeah. No need to start yeah. over. That's okay. Um, so I was just introing and, and welcoming everybody to episode 75. I just want to say, if you are listening, uh, you can watch the video of these podcasts on YouTube. You go to ktconfidential.ca. It takes you right to that playlist. Um, and of course, you can listen to the podcast wherever you would like, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, um, we're there. So welcome. Today, really, Adrian, I want to—I don't want to talk about real estate, to be honest with you, um, because I don't know. I don't, I don't know how many people really give a shit about real estate right now. I think there are people wondering what's going to happen to real estate. You know, uh, what's the value of my home going to be? Or I have investment properties that are leveraged at capacity. And if, you know, the market crashes, is that, is there going to be a crash? Is there, is this a good time to upgrade the house? So I think there are a lot of those questions. I just don't really want to talk about it today. Um, so you know, all we, right. Well, let's, let's have a heart to heart. We've both been stuck in our houses for a month, over a month. And uh, I want to make sure you're doing all right. There's a lot of talk about mental health and there is, how there is actually people are going crazy. It's uh, a lot of um, domestic violence. Um, can you hear me? Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff going on. I can hear banging and screaming through the walls. So I just want to make sure everything in the Cremendi household is okay. So. It, it, I don't know. I don't know about everybody. There, there are a lot of articles that were published this week and last week about uh, the mental health side of things, and and yeah. I can see that and I can understand that. And and they were 
talking about during previous um, instances where where people were quarantined that um, drug use went up um, and alcohol consumption went up. Um, For sure. And well, alcohol is proven, and they they know the numbers, and they've been publishing them, and those numbers are up significantly. So I would assume that drug and alcohol use go up hand in hand. Well, I can only like I can only imagine if somebody has an addiction, uh, and there's there's lots of addictions um, in North America specifically. Um, you know, people that are taking pills or or, or you know, doing illegal drugs, um, you can go down a, a pretty bad tunnel hole kind of thing where if you are stuck inside and, and you have an addiction, that's the only thing you might be doing right now. So, so I'm, well, I'm a little think, bit. If you think bit, about it, I mean, there, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people who are also in unhealthy relationships and they during normal times will get out of the house, go have a drink with their guy friends or girlfriends to relieve that stress and get kind of back to normal. And they're not able to now. Yeah. So they're, oh, they're yeah. stuck Even in a very unhealthy office, environment. Going, going to work sometimes is that separation for a lot of people. And, yeah. you know, for me, I'm lucky enough that I do have a, a home office um, and it's in our basement and our basement is nicely finished. So I do have a bathroom and a kitchen and everything I need to kind of self quarantine away from the rest of the family. So it, it allows me to go to work while still uh, being at home. But a lot of people don't have that luxury, right? Like even people on our team. So, so Jen just um, purchased a little uh, home office, which is in her bedroom. Um, you know, and, and the dogs coming in to, to bugger and, you know, I'm sure husband is, uh, uh, popping in every once in a while to see what's going on. Cause he's probably getting bored. Um, Chris has now an office set up in, in one of the spare bedrooms, but you know, uh, I'm, I'm sure, um, they're finding it difficult too. So, so you don't have like in, in, in a proper relationship, even like in a good, healthy relationship, um, you're still not getting that distancing where you normally would on a regular basis, right? Where, where you're going out to, um, to go to work or you're going out for lunch with a friend or whatever. So, so it's going to be interesting as to how people fare in their relationships. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with people that have addictions or that become addicted, right? Like somebody could easily be in, in self-isolation or in quarantine right now and be at home for the next two, three months or whatever. And all of a sudden become an alcoholic because that's all you've been doing, right? Like, uh, I don't know, this week I've gone through a couple of bottles of wine and probably three or four beer, uh, where that would probably be, uh, more than a week's consumption for me. So, um, well, I say, I say people are stuck indoors in unhealthy relationships, but it's even healthy relationships. It can be very trying on those, right? If you're, that's what I'm saying. We, I mean, I'm certainly picking on things and being picked at uh, about things that probably 
wouldn't have happened, you know, two months ago. Um, so you start getting agitated with people that you live with and you start getting frustrated and anxious and, and all that. But, uh, you know, I'm doing okay. I'm actually, I think I said that to you the other day. I, I feel really good because it's, it's given me a time to do stuff for me in a different way. Um, so as an example, daily, I now meditate. Uh, I've talked about that before. I haven't meditated ever, but I needed some kind of an escape. Um, so I, I downloaded the Calm app and every day, 10 to 20 minutes a day, they've got some nice um, uh, habitual things that you can just plug into. I get my um, noise canceling headphones on and I meditate. Never would have done that before. And it really helps break up my day. So I do it at around between 3.30 and 4 o'clock every day. And that's when I kind of stop working in the office uh, to go make dinner, um, have dinner with the family, take the dog for a walk, do all those things. And then when the kids go to bed, I usually make my way back down to the office to do a little bit of um, a little bit of catch up work. But um, so that's, that's been a huge thing for me. And, um, I also started, um, playing guitar or learning how to play guitar. So I found a couple of apps that, um, are free, uh, the, for one session per day. So if you want to do more than one session or if you want to have more involvement uh, with it, then you got to pay for it. But I'm finding the free sessions are, are enough to get me going and keep me motivated to learn. I've had you this, have a guitar? Yes, I've had the guitar for about... I want to say I bought it probably eight or nine years ago, maybe more. Yeah, I can't remember if I moved into this house with the guitar or not. I don't think so. So it was probably around 2012 where I bought it, maybe 2011. And uh, didn't really use it. Um, it's kind of been sitting in its case collecting dust. So I decided, um, you know what, it's something I've always wanted to do and have had interest in it. I can envision myself sitting by a lake and by uh, open fire and, and singing camp tunes, if you will. It's funny. I uh, bought Alicia a guitar for Christmas probably. I remember seven, five, seven, six seven, years ago. Yeah, seven well, years. before Tessa. So it was, yeah, six or seven years ago. And it's just sat in the bedroom and been collecting dust. And uh, I, my I fault, I never included lessons with it. So perhaps I should uh, sign her up for some lessons because now might be a good time to take advantage of learning that. Yeah, well, I bought Natalie a viola. Uh, when was it? Probably around that time, maybe a little bit longer. It was early into our relationship, and um, I, I got her lessons uh, with it. So she did that for a year, and and uh, since then, obviously, we had the kids and life changes. But I think there's a lot of people that have instruments around the house that they've always wanted to play, whether it's a piano, a guitar, a banjo, or I don't know. Um, you know, I think that's so, a great. I think it's a great uh, escape for many people. Like I know it's a guy. An outlet. Uh, it's an outlet, right? Yeah. So, well, I used to play trumpet. I was in the band in high school, not high school, middle school, and I played trumpet in the band. I don't know where it ended up. I don't have it anymore. But if I did, I, um, I would be playing. You might hate it because I'm sure you'd probably be able to hear it next door. 
Well, um, I don't think anybody cares at this point. Uh, hearing yeah. hearing people and and <laughs> hearing things from the other from other people and the outside world is kind of nice, right? Like my yeah. my scapegoat right now is taking the dog for a walk. So I think I mentioned it in the previous podcast that that's my that's my ritual every morning. I take a a really, really good walk. That's another thing I've been doing, which I feel great about is um, I downloaded uh, Audible again and, and got some ebooks um, or some uh, audio books. And um, so when I take the dog for a walk, usually it's somewhere between a half an hour and an hour walk. I try and do about five kilometer walk a day with him. And, uh, and, I, and I throw the AirPods on and I listen to some audio books. Um, which has been great because there's only so many podcasts that I can listen to before I start needing a change. So I'm switching yeah. back and forth from podcasts uh, to uh, to some great audiobooks. Uh, the one that I'm listening to now is actually quite um, quite helpful. Like I'm 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 actually finding myself taking. Um, men, a lot of mental notes and coming back into the office and it's 92 little tricks for big success in relationships how to talk to anyone that's what it's called how to talk to anyone um, and I'm I'm really interested in it I just um, maybe three chapters in now um, but it's really opening my eyes to you know, how we talk to our customers and our clients and how we talk to each other, how we talk to our staff, how I talk to my children and my spouse. Um, and it's, and it's, you know, the last chapter, it was talking about, um, just standing tall. Right. And, and you think back to when you were in grade school and you're, parents or your teachers told you stop slouching, stand up straight or whatever. And we think about that. And there was an interesting statistics that, uh, statistic that over 60% of the population are walking slouched with their heads down. Right. And, and it's just talking about standing up and make, having that presence as you enter a room or having that presence when you're talking to somebody. Um, and it got me thinking, because as I was listening to it, I was literally walking with my head looking at the sidewalk, right? So, yeah. Uh, well, so one of the big things for the little bit of time I spent in college, one of the um, most valuable takeaways I had, I had a, a professor, a teacher, um, his name slips my mind at the moment, uh, D'Souza, this is his last name. Um, and he was, uh, he left a big mark on me in, in a positive way in the things he taught us. And it revolved more around uh, life lessons and things like that. And one of the big things was always, you know, how to shake hands properly and uh, how to, you know, when you're walking, like stick your chest out, shoulders back, head up and pick up your pace a little bit. And yep. that, those two things I, I always make a very conscious effort of doing. And it's amazing when you catch yourself slouching and walking slowly as soon as you change your posture and pick up the pace a bit, it's like it, it rewires your mind and you start thinking in a very different, more positive uh, frame of mind. Well, it's, it, it's, you broadcast that confidence and that approachable um, confidence, right? Yeah. So um, I noticed it right away because I listened to that chapter and I, and I took mental notes of those tips. And then I started doing those things on my walk. And 
as soon as I made those changes and something as simple as uh, having a smile and walking up, uh, uh, standing up straight and walking with your head up and, and, and pro, um, uh, just um, getting that confidence in your step, uh, that part of my walk was much more enjoyable, as silly as it sounds, was much more enjoyable than the first half of my walk where I was looking at the sidewalk and slouched over. So, so even something, something as simple as how we tell people, uh, salespeople, when they're making phone calls, smile. Yeah. And it's amazing how smiling completely changes your tone of voice. Well, and there's a whole chapter on how to smile as an example, right? Yeah. And, and when to smile and, you know, are you too eager? Are you not eager enough? And so it's a really interesting book. And the reason I'm talking about this, because when you ask, how am I doing? I'm evolving. Uh, I think we have to evolve during this time. And listening to this book and making those subtle changes in the way I've responded in my body and in my actions, I would not have found this out. I would have not have gone down that path had I not been in this position right now of just having to stay at home. If right. we were in our day-to-day activities and I was in the office three or four or five times a week and out with clients and open houses and all that stuff, um, I wouldn't have recognized this. I wouldn't have picked up my guitar. I wouldn't have put all my artwork on the walls uh, in the basement. I wouldn't have cleaned out all of my storage rooms to make a clutter-free and a more comfortable environment. I wouldn't be making dinner every night for the family. So, So that's what's changed for me a little bit. I am finding it difficult and I'll let you take over for a bit because I've been talking a a fair bit. Um, I'm finding it difficult just to get into good routines right now with ordering food and, and meal preparation and meal planning. It's because it's very different. I used to come home on my way home from work. I would stop in at La Rose, pick up the groceries that I need for that day or even maybe the next day. But now I'm planning for two weeks. Like I'm doing an order that's good for two, maybe even more weeks in advance. And then you're starting to plan around, okay, well, the broccoli has this lifespan and the celery has this lifespan, but the butternut squash is good for fucking ever. So, you know, when am I cooking this and when am I cooking that? Right. So I'm, I'm, it's on my agenda for this weekend uh, to sit down uh, one night or one morning and spend at least an hour on proper meal planning because I've got an order in with Grocery Gateway. Um, so that's coming on Monday. So I can do any of my edits on the weekend. So I'm going right. to do some. I'm going to do some meal planning, which has been the most difficult thing for me so far. Well, that's that's um, been a topic of conversation in our house um, because you know we don't have the luxury um, anymore of going to pick up odds and ends in order to put together a meal. Right. So if you, if you don't have a lemon, you don't have a lemon. That's right. Uh, yeah. I mean, some people might be leaving the house for stuff like that, but I don't recommend it. I think it's silly. Why would you expose yourself unnecessarily? We certainly haven't been leaving the house. Uh, any groceries that have come into the house have been delivered. Um, and I think people that have those conveniences around them should take advantage of them, but it makes it that much more important to be meal planning. So 
you, you're making sure that you're making use of everything in the house. Otherwise, you're going to find things going to waste. Um, you're not going to be eating properly. Um, Richard Branson once said a quote that stuck with me, and I never really thought about it too much, but I think in times like this, it really applies. And that is, uh, you should run your business like a house uh, and run your house like a business. Um, and I think having those elements in each of them will make them that much more successful. So at home, having more structure like meal planning is very important. And uh, during times like this, um, having a schedule is very important, especially if you have kids. So making sure during you know certain hours, maybe certain between you know nine and uh, eight and nine or seven and nine or seven and eight or whatever the times are, that's your time. That's for you to sit down and read a book, drink a coffee, whatever. Maybe that's from five to six, depends on when your kids get up. Um, and then from um, 12 to one is lunch, from one to three is cleaning. Um, but I think families um, that take the initiative to make these structures have a calendar, have these um, the set activities that they're doing during certain times, it will help to maintain a level of sanity. I think if you don't have that structure, uh, people that suffer from anxiety um, and other mental health issues will um, struggle even more. Um, and people should be designated in time where they have their own time. So wife goes up, husband goes down. Um, and uh, maybe that's your time to call a friend, have a FaceTime chat with a friend, or, you know, just uh, get outside of the current situation a little bit and, and be as normal as you can by getting outside of the house virtually. But I, I think structure is so important. Yeah. I, I never thought about it and didn't realize that you can actually download games on your PS4 without having to have the actual disc. Oh yeah. Yeah. You didn't know you could download them. I didn't even think about it because I don't really play video games. Right. Like, but I cleaned out the the rec room last uh, weekend. Yeah. And uh, I said, you know what? The kids are in bed. Natalie wants to watch her show. I don't really like watching much TV as you know. Yeah. Uh, and I probably haven't used the, the PlayStation four in, I don't know, maybe four or five years. Uh, so I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to load it with the latest software, like all the updates. And, uh, and then I realized you can sign up for that, uh, um, account at 13 bucks a month where it gives you like a hundred different games to play. Oh yeah. Yeah. I haven't tried that yet. Oh man, it's awesome. <laughs> and, uh, so there, there you go. There's something, uh, that I wouldn't have done otherwise. So, okay. So let me ask you now, what, what are you guys, what are you finding for you? What are your biggest struggles right now? Cause I think everybody's kind of got their own struggles and everybody's talking about it. And, um, I mean, definitely, I think the big thing, is being indoors. I mean, I haven't really even gone for, well, I literally haven't even gone for walks or anything like that. Um, so that's a big thing, just a lack of fresh air and vitamin D. So I think, I mean, one of the main reasons behind it is Alicia was very sick. So we couldn't really get out of the house. Um, now she's getting better. So perhaps we will start doing that stuff. But even still, like 
uh, I know she's very much uh, a germaphobe um, and very paranoid about being exposed to things unnecessarily. So I think the concept of going for a walk to her doesn't really appeal to her because, you know, there's things you can read and see on Facebook and all over the internet about, even if you're walking, you know, 20 feet behind somebody and they cough, you walk through their, um, well, it's air, it's airborne, right? Right. So, you know, um, that's, so she's not interested in going out, but that, that's, it. that's been the biggest adjustment is just being confined to the house. I think, um, Alicia's been like, for me, I'm very fortunate. She was very, um, uh, understanding and, um, appreciative of the work that I do, uh, so that she's able to stay home with the kids. So she respects my time when I need to work. Uh, I imagine a lot of people are struggling with that right now, especially if they have spouses that aren't normally at home full time. Um, because that's it's probably a responsibility of taking care of the kids all day that they aren't used to, and maybe don't want to do. It's a lot of work. Uh, and it would certainly be hard. I can see for some people, uh, I, I know that I, I don't like doing it. Um, if I've got that full-time responsibility, to take care of the kids all day, I had to do it for seven days while Alicia was in bed and I got no work done during that time, which, you know, I'm not complaining. It was good quality time. And, um, I think it made us a little bit closer, which is nice. Um, but it's hard work. So yeah, I think everybody's got struggles and they're adapting and, but I, I do think that having structure is really important. So uh, it's something as simple as making a to-do list for each day for the family, whether it's, you know... You, you guys are doing to-do lists? No. No. So you should take your own advice is what you're saying, right? I, I should. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we have some structure, like the structure is I work all day and Alicia does her thing. But I think, you know, there should be... Um, well, like, now we're heading into warmer weather. So I've been thinking more now, okay, well, I need to, and then we gave the, I gave my lawnmower and my trimmer to our tenants. So now I need to go buy a lawnmower and trimmer because we're going to have to do some yard work soon. Um, you're you're but, not going to get somebody to come in and do it. Um, well, we had somebody and I haven't spoken with him, but I don't know that I'll use him again because he's left me high and drive a few times especially last year um, as much as I like them. But I, I was thinking maybe this year I'll take it on. I actually, I do enjoy it. We'll see how it goes. Um, see, I, I hate it and I don't like doing gardening or any kind of yard work whatsoever. I never have. Oh, really? Um, never. I, 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 I despise it. Uh, the only time I don't mind it is at the cottage, but then even there, there's so much to do that I, I just, don't want to spend my time doing it when I'm there. Right. That, by the way, is my biggest, uh, what's making me depressed the most is not being able to get to the cottage because it's this week, actually, that I would be up there for the first time uh, starting to prepare for the summer. And I'm not going to be doing that. And obviously, we pay for it. Uh, every month it's a big big expense um so to not be able to use it is is that's going to hurt me this year for sure um but you know like you think about it i don't think schools are going to open back up in september do you oh yeah september they will you think so yeah for sure yeah i know you don't follow sports at all but uh this 
right now, in fact, this week is when the NHL playoffs uh, would be starting. Uh, yep. So, I mean, they still had about 20 games in the season left. And this is my favorite time of the year. This is my time to now, you know, get the cottage ready, get the house all prepared for the summer, um, you know, start getting more active and being outside, get into summer shape, um, you know, whether it's rollerblading, riding the bikes, just getting outside and being active. Um and we can't do any of that. So that's what I'm struggling with uh, as well. But I think everybody's going to kind of go stir crazy if you're not already. Right. Yeah. What are you guys well, doing for, for food? Like uh, you talked about, I think in the last podcast or whatever you're ordering on cycles from Metro and somewhere yeah, else. So we, we've just been ordering and we've not had any takeout. Uh, so no prepared food. Yeah. Um, Either. Have I, know, I know a lot of people are doing that. Um, I think our perspective on it is you're exposing yourself a little bit more perhaps. So why bother? Um, I probably would have ordered a pizza or two, um, if it were me on my own, but, um, we haven't nevertheless. So we've just been ordering between, I think Metro. So you're blaming that on Alicia. Is that why you said, uh, you would have ordered if you were on your own? I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I said that. It's I didn't play that. Creative. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we've been <laughs> listen to the podcast anyway. So, well, she's upstairs. She might be listening right now. I don't know, but she can't hear you. Yeah. So I'm right. good. Um, the, uh, so yeah, we've been ordering on cycles between Walmart and Metro for groceries and the wait's about, I think it's up to like two weeks now or something. It's quite significant. How, how have your experiences with both been good? The only challenge is, um, if they don't have something in stock, yeah. even though it's on the order, we don't find out until we get the order. Uh, so as an example, we don't have any eggs and we had them on our last order. We just didn't get any. Um, and we're low on milk now. So we have an order coming tomorrow. If it doesn't have milk or eggs, I will have to go to the grocery store. Um, but otherwise it's been good. Like, well, don't I, you know, I don't think anybody should be going to grocery stores. I think it's bullshit that people, uh, that, okay. I understand it's essential. It's an essential thing. Uh, and it's an, an essential service, but what is not essential in this day and age is to physically be walking into those stores. Uh, um, right. so we've, I haven't left the house. I think I mentioned it about three weeks ago or so, because now we're on to five weeks of being at home. Um, so about two and a half, three weeks ago, I took the cars for a little drive because a car just sitting there is not good. Your tires are going to get flat spots. Your well, when uh, I when I went for I went for a drive the other day, and um, I had to like actually give my car some gas quite a bit in order to get the brakes to release because they, they were just seized. Oh, really? Yeah. It was been that was three weeks without moving it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you got to exercise those brakes, get the, the rust that's accumulated on the rotors, get, get those off a little bit. And, yeah. um, uh, the, the fluids need to run, uh, the battery needs to charge up. So anyways, that's the only time I've left the house other than walking the dog. Um, I will not set my 
itself up in any capacity to be exposed to anything. No. Um, but again, well, I think the challenge challenges that, um, I mean, some places don't have the luxury of delivery, uh, perhaps rural areas, um, more so than urban areas, but okay. But then you're less exposed because there's a smaller population too. Right. Of course. I think one, one, uh, failure on some of the grocery stores is not ramping up and having the manpower to improve their availability for delivery. Um, and then on the other side, the flip side is also people abusing the system. Like there was somebody on uh, local, um, mom's Facebook page that Alicia was reading. And there was this woman that said, Oh, I, I've set up three different accounts under different names using the same address. So I can get three different orders processed. Well, fuck you. That's abusing the system and taking up time slots and delivery opportunities for people that are trying to, you know, do their one delivery per week that they're able to get. Um, so I think, you know, that's not nice. That's like somebody going and buying, uh, a dozen 24 pack roll things of toilet paper when all they need is one to last a month. So, you know, I think people need to stop abusing the system so that it's, um, so just bogged down. Yeah. Let's, let's just talk about, um, this whole grocery thing. So, uh, I found Instacart actually quite helpful. So like if you don't get your eggs and milk tomorrow, um, you can go on to Instacart and they often will have availability within a day, two, three, four kind of thing. Um, it's not cheap because they charge a 15% service fee and you you're tipping on top. And right. I'm, t- I'm tipping quite handsomely now because I believe people should be rewarded for, for doing that. But Instacart, basically it's your, it's a personal shopper, uh, for you for, for groceries. So, um, you know, it, it, I, I debate those things off and on because I'm not going there, but I'm sending somebody there that I hope is taking the proper precautions. So I'm not exposing myself, but I still am exposing somebody else. But because, to your point, the grocery stores and their delivery providers haven't ramped up, that's the only alternative. So. Um, and if you need something, you need something, right? Like, uh, you got to eat, you got to have, uh, your yeah. essentials. Yeah. Um, I'm not talking well, about and, uh, beer and wine and that crap. I'm talking about no. essentials. You need some bread, you need the milk, you need things. So, well, um, I, I, but, was, uh, I think it was Gary V at one point said something along the lines of how, um, like convenience stores will be a thing of the past because everything's just going to be so accessible. Um, like if you need a, a carton of eggs because you didn't realize you don't have them and this recipe requires eggs. You click a button 10 minutes later, somebody's at your door with it. Um, and it will get to that. And perhaps everything that's going on right now will increase the popularity of delivery inevitably. It already has. And even when things get back to normal, uh, they will continue with delivery. So these, uh, companies will then ramp, ramp up their, uh, services. So now here's a question for you. And I got two, two questions for you. Uh, one, how are you bringing the grocery? So you're, you're only ordering, you're, you're like me, you're, you're just having them delivered. How are you bringing, how are you handling it? Like what is the process of you handling these groceries? 
Um, I'll tell you mine. It's quite in depth, but I want to hear yours first. Mine is very easy. I am not involved in it whatsoever. What the um, fuck do you do? So when I say we have structure in the house, I we have we don't have a calendar of events, you, but we have. Can you, we, can you get your wife on the podcast? Because we have a structure in our house in the sense that we have our responsibilities, and not that I'm not willing to, but um, Alicia likes to take care of those things, and I. She just doesn't trust you. Let me tell you. So and what, I'm okay with that. Okay, so what's her process? Um, so. Know? Yeah, yeah. Like I'm around when she's doing it. I'll be working on the couch in the living room and she'll be bringing groceries in. Um, so she, I mean, she wipes everything down one way or another, uh, whether it's uh, soap and water, wiping down packaging, uh, things that we may not need. She may leave outside, like in the garage uh, for a few days. Um, but everything gets cleaned and packaged. All the bags are she wearing gloves when she does it. Yeah, she wears gloves. Um, she only puts things in a certain spot so that she can sanitize that space afterwards. Uh, she's very cautious about what she's touching and where things are going. Uh, it's a very structured process. And she's got so a pretty damn pack. What about fruits and veg when those come into the house? Um, we actually haven't had any produce. We've just ordered some in this last one, but everything we've been ordering is frozen. Uh, so frozen broccoli, frozen cauliflower. We've just oh, really? been having frozen vegetables. Um, I think she was hesitant in the beginning because of the uncertainty about how the virus can spread and what services it's more likely, likely to live on and what the best what methods about, of cleaning. What about things that are in boxes that are, have their own packaging within the boxes? Are you taking well, them out of the boxes? Like cereal. Cereal comes in a box, but then it's in a sealed bag that's in the box. No. No, we haven't done so, that. So I'll tell I mean, you my those, those things, uh, just, uh, well, two things. One, most things, a lot of things we're getting were packaged long before any of this happened. Another thing is it's all, in most cases, that stuff's all automated, robots, machines. No, no, but um, what I'm saying is you... Like with cereal as an example. And yes, I I agree. The automation process eliminates a lot of it because of the way it's uh, packaged in the manufacturing stage. Right. Um, But like with cereal as an example, I take the inside, the cereal with the inner packaging out. That gets a wipe down and goes into the pantry uh, after sitting uh, for a few days in the garage, um, and then that pat that exterior cardboard uh, box gets doesn't even come into the house. So for us, the box would get wiped down, and then it would just go into the cupboard. The plastic, I don't think, has ever been exposed because it's all automated. Uh, yeah, but even then, it's automated, but. How do you know somebody hasn't sneezed on it? Because well, it's sealed. How do you know somebody wasn't manning the station that day and decided they're going to sneeze just when your shit's going by the on the? Well, listen. There's. I mean, there's. You either. You either. You either live in a bubble and do nothing. Well, I mean, there's we kind of be... are living in a bubble. 
I've never thought about sanitizing my fucking food coming into the house. Well, I would right? say, I would say the bag is the uh, bigger problem than the cardboard because it's the virus is less likely to live on paper surfaces. Um, and right. it's so if more. If, so in your case, you're just putting the box of cereal into the cupboard. Are you sanitizing the the bag? No, it doesn't. We never touch the bag. It doesn't come out of the box unless, you know, we open it. So we touch the top of it, but then we just grab the box and pour it out and then lift it up and close it. So, you know. Anyway, my point, like, so, so my process, I get a whole different set of clothing on, uh, gloves on. And I was lucky enough to find in the house, we had a bottle of uh, Lysol disinfectant spray. Um, which I don't even know why we had it. I think it was something cottage related and I brought it home. I'm not sure. Um, so everything gets a spray down, a wipe down, um, and put into the garage. I've set up some, some areas where things can just sit. Um, and then the fruits, vegetables, anything perishable comes into the house it's wiped down before it comes into the house, fruits and vegetables. I have the sink in the basement uh, with some um, uh, soap and water. The soap that we use is plant-based, so um, it's actually edible. Um, it's very expensive, but we made a decision quite some time ago to, to switch over to that. Uh, so all the fruits, vegetables, everything gets a soak for a good 10-15 minutes. I scrub it down. And then I do a rinse cycle and then I, and then I uh, dry it and put it away, uh, which is actually kind of a great habit that I might continue afterwards because you can literally pick up any piece of fruit or vegetable and eat it because it's, it's totally clean. Uh, it's super handy for, for snacking and things like that. But uh, um, so it's quite an entailed process. And because we're only doing two, uh, two orders a month, Every order is quite extensive. Uh, so usually I start the process now at about 7, 7.30 because the uh, orders uh, I've got come in the uh, late afternoon, early evening. And it takes me about three hours to put away our groceries. Which is not bad. Six hours a month. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm saving time on not having to go to the store. Right. Uh, and even though I'm paying, like, so I do one order with Instacart and one order with Grocery Gateway. That's that's my right. cycle. And yeah. the order with Instacart is with um, uh, Super Center, uh, Superstore, and Walmart, or one of the yeah. two. Yeah. Um, so we get that balance and that mixture, and it's about planning. You know, what do we need from? From Walmart, so I needed poop bags for the dog as an example. So in my last order, I got that because you can't get that at Longos, uh, things like that, right? But um, I would spend probably a half an hour a day on average just going to the grocery store, yeah. right? If you figure it out, just stopping in to get milk, bread, eggs, kind of thing. Yeah, um, you do that a couple of times a week, a uh, few times a week. You you go out and you pick up some meat or some fish or something. You you grab an odd and end. You need a lemon. You need this. You need that. So, you know, I, I think there's considerable time savings. And then you talk about the cost. 
yeah, so Instacart, 15% service fee, 15% tip. So you're paying 30% on top of your bill. So for a $300 bill, you're, you're paying 90 bucks or 50 bucks, whatever in, in fees. Um, but I'm also saving a lot of money because we're not throwing stuff out anymore. Nothing is, is going to waste really very, very little. Yeah. Um, I'm saving fuel on, on going out. I'm saving time, like whatever you value your time at. Um, so if you want to value your time at 40 bucks an hour, uh, every half an hour is worth 20 bucks. So, so I think that there's a, a lot to be said about that. Well, it's, um, it's Who's doing the cooking in your house, you or your wife? That's pretty evenly split. And how are you deciding on what to cook in that day? Is it planned? Do you have a schedule? Is it on the um, No, no. And that, well, that's why I brought up that we've been um, food um, meal prep and planning has been a topic of conversation lately because we haven't been doing it. I mean, we've been very good in making sure things are getting eaten, but it's kind of on a whim. And uh, without that structure, it causes conflict, right? Like, like, oh, are you cooking? Am I cooking? You know, what are we going to eat tonight? And it's like, okay, well, let's take chicken out of what's frozen. Now we can't, you know, it's going to take too long to thaw and da 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 da. So, um, and we've managed, but it's not been uh, pleasant at all times and it's not been structured. And, um, and that's why I think it's really important to have that structure. And that's why uh, we're working on it now to figure out uh, how things are going to work going forward so that it works really well. And, um, um, you just had said something about food waste. So we're in, you know, we're working on this campaign right now with money saving tips and trying to get people on board with cutting back and finding creative ways to save money. Uh, money. One of the stats I found is the average Canadian uh, has about $1,100 annually in food waste. So in times like this, where you're actually planning and um, not eating out and not being as wasteful, if at all, and making sure you're eating all your produce and um, having limited, uh, yeah. probably very low uh, food waste, that pays for the services like you're talking about. So now you're having a more convenient lifestyle where you freed up some time and uh, out-of-pocket expenses at the end of the year probably... No. Same. Yeah. And you're creating a job for somebody else instead of wasting food. Right. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you, did you get a chance to read the, uh, the blog I posted on LinkedIn uh, this week, this past week? I did not. It's about handshakes. Oh, okay. Was it, uh, I saw something, but I don't think it was this week. So maybe I did, or maybe I didn't. Was it the one about, will it ever be the same? basically basically uh, so what i was talking about in the blog and i encourage uh people to read it and comment because i want to get opinions on it when this is all said and done and by the way when i don't think this is going to be we're not going back to normal ever again normal is going to be new normal um and i think potentially handshakes are the old normal and won't be the new normal. And well, that's just, absolutely. Like, can you imagine? So, uh, so I think what's going to happen and there've been some articles and some discussions in the news about it in regards to 
how is the economy going to get back up and rolling? And it's probably going to be in small segments and small cycles of, okay, now this type of business can open back up or now you can leave your home for this amount of time or whatever. It's not going to be all floodgate open and, and free for all. It's going to be in, in, in short segments that we get back to reality, back to normal. Uh, whatever normal will be, I don't know. But can you imagine now, uh, let's just say the floodgates were opened and we're working and, and the virus has contained itself or there was a, um, you know, a miracle uh, that happens and uh, there's a, um, some kind of a immunity to it, however that comes about. So as realtors, we're at an open house. Typically, somebody comes in, you welcome them, you're standing tall, standing, standing nice and, and, and upright and big smile, and you're welcoming, welcoming them to the home. Typically, hand goes out, you welcome them with a nice handshake. I yes. don't think that's going to happen. I think it was already being phased out slowly. I mean, if you think back in time... People used to spit in their palm and shake hands to seal a deal. And then at some point, somebody said, well, I don't need to spit in my hand. Let me, I'll just shake your hand dry. Thank you very much. And then, right. and, you know, and then somebody introduced the fist pump and um, that became more uh, is it common. Is fist pump or is it fist, fist bump? Fist, fist bump fist, or fist pump? I don't know, fist bump maybe. I mean, I'm not a fan of the whole explosion bullshit. I think that's kind of weird. So I always stayed away from that. But uh, um, Fist bump, B-U-M-P. We'll stick with that for now. Um, but that well, you have germaphobes. Like you look at Howie Mandel, never shakes a hand, right? Everything is a fist bump. Yeah. And I think in the beginning, the fist bump was more of a uh, done between close and closer relationships, like friends would do it. And it was yes. maybe inappropriate uh, or, you know, not as well perceived or it received. It wasn't done in a professional setting. No. No, you're, but not now going into a, you're not going into a boardroom as an executive and being like, yeah, what's up, homie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But now it is. Now it is. Well, and so so what's happening? So are, do you think the handshake is gone as we knew it? I think I think it's not gonna be phased out completely. I think it will still be, you know, like if if you uh if we're sitting down and negotiating a deal and we come to a deal, it's just naturally it's still going to happen. You know, you're just going to reach across the table and shake the person's hand. Uh, in some cases, I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's going to transition out slowly, but I think, uh, everything that's going on now will give the fist bump a big bump and it's going to be more common. Uh, you know, I don't care to, I don't need to shake someone's hand. I mean, especially now, I think I never really used to pay attention to it. People are fucking dirty. They sneeze into their hands all the time. And people that I know like closely, and I'm like, what you doing over there sneezing in your hand? Like, use your elbow. Even my five-year-old kid and two, two-year-old wow. sneeze into their elbow. <laughs> How many times you, you've been into a men's washroom where uh, there's a guy next to you taking a leak, shakes his dick for a, a 30 seconds, and then just fucking walks out, right? Oh, and, I see it all the time, especially the movie theater. And restaurants, and, and, I can't believe it happens at restaurants. And and then and then you're the one shaking his hand on a deal. Yeah, well, you just got his dick all over your hand, right? So, 
Yeah, it's gross. Um, and let me tell you, uh, from what I hear from a lot of women, uh, women's bathrooms are no better. So um, I hear women's washrooms are worse. Yeah. Well, and then you got people picking their nose, like how many times you pulled up or drove by somebody and they're like elbow deep in their fucking schnoz. Why do you, why do you think my windows are tinted? Uh, you know, you got people scratching their groins. And I, I remember, I think maybe I was walking with you on, on Main Street and you got this guy walking and literally put his hand down his uh, pants to adjust his ass crack. Oh, there's a video going in circulation right now about a woman that's really a big woman at a gas station pumping gas with her uh, right hand down her pants for like a good minute, just scratching at her asshole. And uh, no, thank you. Yeah. And then, well, disgusting parts of it aside, um, you don't know what they've touched, right? What door handles, what... Um, what's on their steering wheel, right? Like if they went to the gas pump and didn't sanitize or, or like when I go to the gas pump, I always take a piece of paper towel or something and that's how I hold the, the gas pump and then I sanitize before I get in the car. I'm paranoid like that, right? But so if the person you're shaking hands with hasn't d- taken that precaution, what has transferred from the pump to to their steering wheel and then from their steering wheel into their hands and then shaking right. hands with them. Right? right. So, um, so I don't know. I don't, I, I was always very big on the handshake in the, uh, agreement of a business transaction or you're meeting somebody for the first time in a party environment or in a social environment. Hey, I'm Ariel. Nice to meet you. And you give a handshake. Yeah. Um, but the good news is, I mean, handshakes are cumbersome. They're messy. And half the time somebody's, you know, really nothing dainty, worse than a limp with handshake, them. right? Right. Or you like grab their pinky finger. So, you know, get rid of it. You can't fuck up a fist bump. I mean, even if you just tap a knuckle, it's still, it's still interpreted as a good fist bump. So are we saying we're going to be pro fist bumpers and not only pro fist bumpers, it's a company policy, no handshaking. Yeah. Well, I know, uh, another thing that I'm going to change in our office and there's probably going to be some people that see me as a poo pooer, although I'm um, Nancy. Yeah. Well, no, I I won't take your nickname away from you. Um, Yeah. But I will say, you remember when I put out the office policy for people to get uh, uh, into the, like I put out a couple of of policies for washing hands and a couple of memos that you better be washing your hands and and this and that. And uh, I was looked at a a little bit as a a Nancy or a Hitler. uh, And then fucking weeks later, uh, what's everybody doing? So uh, sometimes I'm not as silly as I sound, but... Uh, one thing I will ask everybody to stop doing is the high fives because there's no difference between a high five and a handshake. And as much as I want to be rah, rah, pump everybody up. Yeah. You did a deal, big high five. I don't know, man. I, I, I love the people that we work with, but I don't know what you've touched, what you, you know, did you sneeze in your hand? Did you cough? Did you, you know, shift a nut to the left side? I don't know. What about hugs? I mean, there's a lot of cultural, you know, Italians, kiss, kiss, 
Well, that's why that's why Italy has so many deaths right now. Maybe. Yeah. No, it's a, it's 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 a hundred percent. There, there's a lot of people that were talking about it, and I 100% agree. Italians, hey, right? Yeah. Well, you're spreading everything. Yeah. So I, I don't know. The world, as we know, has has changed. Uh, I hope people come out of this with a positive experience. That that yeah. that's my hope for everybody. And. I really can't change what everybody else does. I can talk to people and talk to our staff and then, you know, people we work with and whatever and encourage people to, to look at the benefits that we've got right now. Like if this happened 20 years ago, okay. If this happened 20 years ago, you would have to go out and get your groceries. If it happened 20 years ago, it would have been bigger. It would have been the Spanish flu it would have been, you know, it would have been it would have been on a much larger it would have been scale. The apocalypse. It would have been the apocalypse. I'm telling you, because people would be out and spreading it. There's no way they could stay home. Right. Right. Oh, 100 percent. So and that's why now that we have the means to that's why the government's able to implement these lockdowns and they will continue to. And it'll get more strict as time goes, because we'll still have access to essentials and we'll still be able to survive. It won't be convenient. It won't be fun. But uh Hey, as a as a gamer, I don't mind locking me up in the house all day. I'll just sit down and play video games. I'm, time. <laughs> I'm a homebody myself. I, I really enjoy staying home, being home, not leaving the house. And that's why I've always enjoyed the luxuries of, of ordering things online. I don't yeah. set foot into retail outlets very often at all. Um, I enjoy cooking at home. I So I enjoy all those things. But again... The positive side of it, I would have never had the time, ambition, or 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 thought to sit down for a half an hour every few days and learn how to play the guitar. Right. I would have not had the time, ability, or the patience to clean out my entire basement and the storage areas and get it all organized. It wouldn't have happened. Um, so, you know, I hope everybody can get encouraged to do things that are positive, um, in their life right now and make positive changes, whether it's, you know, we did your idea, uh, last week on the, um, with Dan Rogers from CrossFit streets to have a team, uh, workout session, uh, through zoom. So we all did that. We all logged in. We had a nice one-hour stretch and workout session. Everybody was kind of sore the next day, but felt great. Um, we wouldn't have done that otherwise. We wouldn't have ever thought to do that um, otherwise. And um, it was a good investment in in time, money, and in our health. Um, so, you know, people have to be encouraged to do positive things right now. And and. And get that list out of things that you've been wanting to do, things you've been wanting to read, things that you've been wanting to do around the house or, or whatever, things you want to learn. Learn something new. Um, I'm not a Photoshop pro. That's kind of your forte, and, and Ian's a specialist in that. But uh, I decided, you know what, I, maybe I should dabble into a little bit of the Adobe Cloud and uh, get a little bit brushed up on... Um, uh, some of the programs that the two of you use so that 
there's another fallback on the team. Um, so that's on my list to do, not this month, but next month, right? Like it's, you got lots of time on your hands. What are you going to fill it in with? So, so that's on, so, so that's my, my motivational side right now is to encourage everybody, learn something new, think of the positive things you can be doing during this time. Think of all the benefits you have of, of not having to leave your house. Uh, I think, one, don't, I think don't, leave the house. don't leave the house, just stay home. You don't yeah. need to go out. I agree. I mean, I, as, as obviously it's a very um, uh, terrible situation that's going on. So I, you know, I'm not, I recognize that. So, um, but I think it's been a very positive experience in some aspects. And one being, I have learned that um, I, I feel like I've almost, I've probably been more productive by uh, hunkering down, focusing, just banging off tons of projects. Um, making phone calls, I could probably accomplish 90% of my work remotely. Um, you know, we've got the team uh, focusing on the sales, us focusing on the business. Um, I think it's, I think this has helped me that going forward, uh, our growth will probably increase exponentially in our productivity. Oh, this is for, <laughs> I think for our business, this is very By much the way, taking I've been those watching. I, I put my fist in front of my throat, but I didn't cough. I was, I was clearing my throat. Nothing, no air came out. Well, I don't care. I'll just keep you in quarantine. <laughs> it's like that podcast we did uh, mid-March where I think that was one of the days where we had that discussion about shutting down the business. It was March the 12th. I think that we shot that podcast and, uh, and you coughed and I said, oh, you're getting sick. And then you were actually sick. Uh, you, you didn't even think... It. You didn't think you were, but anyways, um, I got to get going. So uh, nice chatting with you today. Hunker down. Get you've, you've been very productive. I'm, I'm quite impressed. We're going to put out this uh, money-saving tip um, uh, catalog, if you will, money-saving tip uh, uh, publication. Uh, so we've been working on that. Uh, we've been working on some new uh, slide decks, if you will, for, for our conversations that we have with buyers and and sellers. Uh, the team is now pretty versed on being able to have virtual conversations with buyers and sellers and, and walk through homes virtually with them and, and get people ready to go for, for buying and selling. So even though we're not doing much of that right now or hardly anything, um, and don't recommend it, um, we can get people prepared very, very well uh, for uh, the right time to buy real estate. And it's not that far away. It's not that far away. So, um, so I feel good. Uh, have yourself a great week and I hope you get your eggs and milk tomorrow. Thank you. If not, I was going to say, I was going to knock on your door, but I probably wouldn't do that. Please don't. And I won't answer. <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> Especially if it's you the fucker that coughs in his hand all day. Yeah. Right. All right. Have a good one. Episode 75, KT Confidential. Thanks for listening. Peace. Fist bump. Virtually. Boom.